is Gary. Let's talk soccer. Hope everybody's doing well and that your game week 25 was a <clears throat> prosperous one. It actually turned out all right for us, especially after the disappointing debacle that was game week 24, double game week 24, <clears throat> I should say. And uh, we mentioned last podcast that like many of you out there, we triple captained Mane, and that certainly uh, turned out to be a bad idea, as uh, history has told us. So <clears throat> we lost a lot of ground in our overall rank. We went from somewhere around 23K to 47K, and uh, <clears throat> fared much better in Game Week 25. So ended up with 71 points. We did play our wild card. Um, a bit out of necessity, well, really not so much out of necessity, just more out of, got a little bored with our team, thought we could do a little bit better, started to look at uh, things ahead and down the road a little bit as far as potential blank game weeks go, uh, fixture difficulties go, and things like that. So we switched up our team a decent amount. He won points. In game week 25, and here's sort of how that laid out. <clears throat> Henderson in goal with 10. have been loving that Sheffield United defense. Uh, actually, our back four did great. Alexander Arnold with 6. Edna Stevens with 6. And Robertson with 6. <clears throat> so, uh, what is that? 28 points just from our back four, which was phenomenal. <clears throat> then... Salah, our captain, provided us with 32 points, and he's been on amazing form. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Um, and then it kind of died out from there. Uh, no more than two points from our remaining one, two, three, four, five, six players. So we got probably 90-something percent of our points from our back four and our captain, Mo. We got two from De Bruyne, two from Grealish, one from Madison, two from Ings, two from Vardy, and two from Jimenez. And all four of our forwards, Ings, Vardy, and Jimenez, were all unlucky not to score. Uh, I think Ings was actually fouled in the box and should have been a penalty against Liverpool. Um, but he played well, and he looked good, and Allison was forced into some, some good saves for sure. Uh, Vardy, I didn't watch the game, but apparently uh, had a nice save or two against him. And then uh, Jimenez just couldn't, had a couple opportunities and just couldn't put uh, the ball past De Gea. So, um, unfortunate there. Could have been a much, much better score. As I guess I could say the same for every game week. <clears throat> Always something that we wish we'd done differently or, you know, if this big chance would have been converted, then this would have happened, and you can drive yourself crazy as an FPL manager doing that. But looking forward uh, to game week 26 and really sort of beyond, really start to look at, you know, through the end of the season now, some things to take into consideration, or at least that we are. One is, it's been... Tremendous having Liverpool players, especially right now. They are firing on all cylinders defensively in the attack. <clears throat> Looks like they can do no wrong. But they 
all but officially have the the premiership wrapped up with a pretty little bow. And I wonder, once that becomes official, um, mathematically, and they are, you know, officially uh, labeled as the Premier League champions for the season, what Klopp may do in terms of rotation. Certainly doesn't want to get anybody hurt. Uh, he does want to give them their just dues, the guys that were out there uh, game after game, minute after minute, earning this title. But he's also got Champions League um, to look at, and I'm sure he wouldn't mind uh, repeating that title as well. So start to see that potentially, not right now, but maybe in a few more game weeks or so, that there could be some significant rotation in that Liverpool squad. It hasn't scared us off. We're not. We don't have a plan right now to get any get rid of any Liverpool players, but certainly um, something to think about. And that also then gets us thinking: there are teams who have a lot left to fight for. Uh, Manchester City has, you know, any teams vying for the top four or top six spots certainly have a lot vying for. Um, clubs who are in the relegation zone who may have a standout player or two. So. Lots left to fight for, so um, just sort of be aware, I guess, of um, you know what what could be coming down the pipe as far as um, potential rotations or benchings or restings or you know anything along those lines. Certainly, especially towards the end of the season, you want those those teams that are hungry. You want players from those teams. You want the players. That are hungry. Are they in the golden boot race? Are they, you know, in the golden glove race, uh, or whatever the case may be, where um, there's even more to it than just winning the next game? Uh, maybe they're salvaging themselves from relegation or vying for that last uh, Europa League or Champions League spot. So this is the time of the year to start thinking about those things. Let's then talk, here's sort of our strategy going into Game Week 26 is uh, really not, not that much of a revelation. Um, we replaced Ryan with Pope, and partially due to form and partially due to fixtures. Henderson will almost undoubtedly remain our set-and-forget goalkeeper, but they do have have a blank game week in 28. Uh, game weeks 31 and 32 are difficult, at least according to the FDR, as are game weeks 35 and 36. So, it may prompt us to use Pope in special circumstances, and certainly when we get into a situation where we want a bench boost, it's nice to have an option like Pope, Pope there, um, as is having regular starters who are capable of earning uh, more than just those two standard points um, on the rest of our bench as well. So going into game week 26, our lineup right now is this, and we're not fully locked in, but we're pretty close. Henderson in goal, Alexander-Arnold and Robertson together with Stevens in the back, De Bruyne, Salah, who is most likely, almost certainly our captain, Grealish, Madison, 
And then up front we have Ings, Vardy, and Jimenez again. And the part that may change is possibly Triore in for Madison. Um, they go against each other, actually. Triore has the benefit of, uh, of having the home game. Um, and Triore has just been an absolute beast. You saw what he did up until he got injured at Manchester United. And that man is fast. He's super strong. And he's got a lot of good technical skill. And that makes for a very dangerous weapon and a great asset for FPL. Part of the problem, or really the only problem, with having uh, a squad like we do is that we have a squad full of starters. So I named our starting 11. Of course, I mentioned we have Pope on the bench. Right now, Triori's on the bench, but he could start. We have Soyuncu, and we have Walker Peters. Yes, we took a little bit of a punt on Walker Peters. Hopefully, that pans out well. If not, we will go for his teammate, Stevens. Uh, but time will tell on that. Um... But the problem is always a benching issue, um, which is a good problem to have. I'd rather have that than than not have the ability to go to anybody on our bench. But uh, inevitably, you are going to leave points on the table more often than not, too. So um, sort of a, a double-edged sword. But again, I'd rather be faced with that problem than any other problems. Let's talk about blank game week since we've mentioned them a little bit. It looks like game week 31 could be a significant blank game week. There's a number of teams who have advanced to the fifth round of the FA Cup. And as those teams or some of those teams move on to the sixth round, it will mean that their game week 31 fixtures will be postponed. So, we won't know, unfortunately, until um, those fifth round matches are played, which I believe is the second through the fifth of March. So we, we've got some, some time to wait on that, unfortunately. So it'll be a bit hard in terms of planning out too far for that. Of course, for those who have saved their free hit chips, it, that could potentially be the most prime opportunity um, to use that because the team's potentially that are left to play are not necessarily uh, players that you want to permanently uh, transfer into your team or maybe even just temporarily but still using up free transfers. So um, for those of us with free hit left, I'm definitely keeping my eyes on that. We've posted all this information on the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page as well, uh, including... Uh, the the fixtures for the fifth round of the FA Cup, and then some additional details of what impact that could mean uh, depending on which teams advance. So remember, when uh, a team advances in a in a domestic cup, a European cup, where that ultimately presents a conflict with their Premier League fixtures, it not only affects them, but of course it also affects. Um, their Premier League opponent for that fixture as well. So um, for every one team that moves forward, you know, there's another team that will be affected as well. So um, more to come on that. Um, there's a gentleman by the name of uh, Ben Krellen on Twitter who does an amazing job of keeping track of these things, uh, much better than 
I've seen anyone do certainly much better than we do. And if you don't follow him, um, you probably should. If these sort of things matter to you, uh, we've actually made sure that we get alerts from him when, uh, any of his posts go up because, um, as, as hard as it is sometimes to plan around FPL, the content that he provides makes an FPL manager's life much easier in that respect. Um, let's see what else we need to talk about. Let's talk about um, players for Game Week 26. So what we did, as we always do, is we posted on our Instagram page um, a couple of things. First, we posted the fixture difficulty ratings, the FDRs, uh, for the next five game weeks for each team. And you'll see that there's there's a couple teams, a few teams there. The fixtures look extremely promising. So uh, make sure more relevant than to game week 26 is we post a list of popular, you know, in-demand um, or high-interest attackers. Uh, and we post, we include a little grid that shows their their game week opponent. So in this case, their game week 26 opponent. How many games they've appeared in versus these opponents. And this is in all competitions. Um, the goals that they've scored, the assists that they've made. And then <clears throat> sort of what the average goal involvement rate is. Um, <clears throat> so for instance, Sun has played once against Austin Villa, and he scored one goal, so that's 100% goal involvement. And that's sort of how, <clears throat> excuse me, how we have that laid out. Some players of note. And some of these are smaller sample sizes, so you can't, can't go too crazy uh, with predicting these. And certainly, uh, historical performances don't necessarily predict future success or future performance. But like we've mentioned in previous podcasts, what you really want to do is is compile a story. What what are the uh, metrics that matter most to you in making your decisions? So, to some people, uh, histories against opponents is extremely important in helping managers decide who they might choose or who they might captain. Um, so, Martial has played Chelsea five times. He scored three. And assisted once, so he's building a nice little, um, you know, success rate against Chelsea. Um, Sterling, although he's injured, but you never know; he may come back and and be fit to play. Thirteen times he's played West Ham, eight goals and eight assists. So that's a healthy um, history that he has against West Ham. Unfortunately, De Bruyne's is a little less. Nine games played against West Ham. Two goals, three assists. So he's involved in a goal about 50% of the time. Um, Aguero has a nice record against West Ham. 13 times he's played them. 10 goals, four assists. And certainly Aguero is just in good form all around anyway. So he is absolutely uh, a top contender for the armband this week. I would imagine that... If you own Aguero, you'll captain Aguero, um, and if you don't, then you're going to captain Salah. <clears throat> I would imagine Salah will be the overwhelmingly popular captain choice for game week 26. Now, depending on where you're ranked 
and how much you'd like to move in your rank, certainly there are differential options and there's lots of good options this week. Just remember that a differential is only a differential if the other more popular players blank, right? So if, if you captain uh, Dini and Dini scores, that's great and his points may help you advance. But if you, if Salah uh, will be much more captained in game week 26 and he does well, then it really negates anything that Dini would have done. Um, so remember, it's not necessarily all about one player, but it's the 11 players um, that you put out there. What's the aggregate score? So not to say Dini wouldn't be a good option, but if the more standard captains do well this weekend as well, then he may just be a part of a larger piece. So um, just remember that when you're thinking about differentials. Those are great. And there's a way, there's a safe way to do differentials too, where maybe uh, eight or nine of the players on your team are sort of the, the more popular, the more um, selected players, the De Bruyne's and the, the Salas and uh, the used to be the Lundstrom's of the world. Now he's sort of dropping, but you know, having several of those players and then having just a couple um, or a handful of differentials just to help you move along that way if they don't do well you don't drop too much and if they do well then you're just sort of consistently seeing green arrows not huge green arrows but enough to um, sort of move you along and hopefully uh, get you to where you want to be rank wise at the end of the season speaking of Lundstrom let's talk about him for a second uh, he's being dropped quite a bit uh, by his owners. He's been benched, I believe, in the last three games. And um, it's definitely concerning for those of us that own him. He was once upon a time, you know, the most valuable player in the game because of his low cost, especially if you had him since week one, like we did. But then, you know, him not playing certainly doesn't add to his value at all. So we've seen a lot of managers go for... Um, the Sheffield United teammates of his that uh, haven't lost their starting positions. Apparently when Lundstrom came on as a, as a sub in this past game in week 25, he uh, showed a spark, is what his manager called it, um, that he wanted to fight for his spot in the team. So we may see, if the manager liked it enough, we may see that Lundstrom returns to the starting 11. So if you have bigger fish to fry, um, you have more pressing matters in your team and players that need to be replaced, then we suggest doing that and just sort of waiting and seeing what, what might happen with Lord Lundstrom because he may very well get a starting spot back. And for those of us that replaced him, we may be regretting that. So definitely more to come on Lundstrom. We shall see about that one. Um, some other players that have done well. Beanie, uh, who we spoke about earlier, has played Leicester City, or sorry, he's played Brighton uh, 12 times and has been involved in seven goals, uh, five goals and two assists. So 
pretty good record against them. Also consider that Deeney's on good form and um, Brighton defensively are not. Um, and that's really about it. Um, the rest isn't that impressive either. These players haven't played enough games against their Week 26 opponents or their performances just haven't been all that great. Uh, you know, take Salah, for instance. He's only played Sheffield, or sorry, Norwich twice, and he's scored in one and assisted as well. So, good record, just a really, really small sample size. So, but check out the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page, and you'll see all of that data there. Um, let's talk about clean sheet odds. We won't give out um, exact percentages um, because we don't have them, but we do know that Man City, Liverpool, and Sheffield United have the top chances of um, maintaining clean sheets this weekend. So certainly, if you have defenders um, or goalkeepers in those squads, then uh, by all means, sounds like you should start them. And of course, if you have attacking players who are going up against those defenses, then you may want to rethink them and start someone else. Teams with the lowest percentage chance of keeping clean sheets are West Ham, Norwich, Newcastle, Austin Villa, and Manchester United. So that could potentially help with your planning. And then on the anytime goal scorer odds, Sort of the rank from most likely to score to least likely to score is Aguero, Jesus, Aubameyang, Sterling, Salah, Ings, Mane, Abraham. Vardy is much further down that list, um, as is Jimenez. So um, just some notable players to think about as you're thinking about maybe your captain options or um, your transfer options. And then lastly, we posted um, who we consider to be some strong differentials for Game Week 26, and they are Hudson Adoy. He's looked very well lately. Um, he's he's uh, been involved in goals. He has just 0.9% ownership, so could be a massive differential if he comes through. Um, Stevens um, from uh, from uh, Southampton, just three percent ownership. I didn't see the FA Cup match yesterday, but apparently he played extremely well, and he's been doing quite well for the Saints um, recently. Anyway, so um, he's cheap, and his ownership is only three percent. Mares with Sterling out, certainly Mares will get the start, or you would think so. He's only at 9% and going up against uh, a West Ham team that's been conceding a lot of goals. Um, Mopé, yes, we owned him and were as frustrated as anyone else that owned him. The chances have been there. He was rested for a good deal in Week 25. I think he'll come back um, against having Wofford at home, and I think he will get on the score sheet. He's only at 2.4%. And then... Um, We've got Henderson, um, Jordan Henderson, that is, at 2.2% ownership, and he's been playing out of his boots lately and has looked great. So, you know, if you're looking for a much cheaper way into that um, 
into that Liverpool attack and don't have a lot of money to spend, then he could be an excellent option. As far as captaincies go, uh, like we mentioned, I, I don't think there's really much disputing that um, that Salah is the way that a overwhelming majority of managers are going to go. But for those who don't, uh, either don't own him or want to go against the grain, of course we mentioned um, Aguero is a great option. I think Mares not only a differential to own, but also a differential as far as uh, captaincy goes, <clears throat> could be a great one. I do think that Jamie Vardy will get back on the score sheet this weekend, as I think Jimenez will as well. So um, they could both be potential good captain options. Danny Ings has been playing quite well. He's in great form recently. He's another great captain option. In fact, if we didn't captain Salah, which we probably will. I think he may be the one that we would go with. Firmino, uh, another great option. And I would think that Mane will be back. I think he'll get the start if he's fit. Uh, he's not the kind of player that needs to sort of slowly build up his fitness. That man is fit 24-7, 365. So um, I think he'd be a great one to take a risk on. And then um, Sun and Aubameyang, I think, are good options as well. So lots to choose from there. One last thing before we sign off. Remember that this is the winter break. And we posted this on the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page too. The game week is split among two different weekends. So there's four fixtures this coming weekend. Um... On Saturday, the two fixtures are Everton Crystal Palace and Brighton Watford. And then on Sunday, the two fixtures are Sheffield United and Bournemouth. And then Man City versus West Ham. So that's Sunday. Then we go all the way to Friday where the other fixtures pick up. Friday is one fixture. It's Wolves versus Leicester City. Saturday the 15th, two fixtures. First Southampton versus Burnley and then Norwich versus Liverpool. Sunday, two fixtures, Austin Villa versus Spurs and Arsenal versus Newcastle. And then Monday, there's one fixture, and this will hopefully be a great one, Chelsea against Manchester United. Now, a lot. this is going to cause a lot of consternation for FPL managers because not all managers' press conferences are going to occur before the deadline, which is... Saturday, early Saturday, um, <clears throat> or depending on where you live in the world, it will be early Saturday for us. Um, <clears throat> so we may not know if Mane is declared fit at that point, or really many players at all. <clears throat> so um, this is this weekend's going to be a little bit more of, or this game week will be a little bit more of a leap of faith, simply because. We won't get the update on uh, playing status, fitness status, injury status, things like that. The other part that's going to be distressing is if if you don't do especially well in these first four games over the weekend, uh, that that time between the last final whistle on Sunday's 
Manchester United West Ham game, or sorry, Manchester City West Ham game, all the way to kickoff of the Wolves Leicester City game on Friday, a week from this coming Friday. That is, um, that's just going to be stressful. And uh, I have a feeling that many of us will be feeling that stress. If for no other reason, even if our players don't do bad, that a majority of the uh, widely owned players really don't play until that second half of the break. So Wolves and Leicester City players, uh, Liverpool players, uh, and then single players like Ings, Grealish, Son, Aubameyang, Martial, Abraham, they don't play until later. So it's going to be a long, painful game week. So we're in it together. We'll be here to support each other. <clears throat> Maybe we'll have like a little crisis hotline or something along those lines uh, where we can sort of talk each other through uh, the chaos that could be game week 26. That's going to do it for us, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't yet, give us a follow on Instagram. Just look for Let's Talk Soccer. And um, until next time, we wish you nothing but green arrows in game week 26. We say peace and goodbye.